Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson. It's Monday, and you know what that means. It's time for Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. On tonight's show, we will talk with Midwest Mini Sprint Car Association driver and Bedford native Cole Wright. IU men's soccer wins the Big Ten tournament title. IU men and women's basketball win their season openers. IU football loses a heartbreaker at Illinois. And IU women's soccer season ends in the NCAA tournament. We'll have our high school scoreboard update and look ahead to the week in IU athletics. So let's talk sports, and we will start with IU men's soccer as they win their 16th Big Ten Tournament Championship with a 1-0 win over Penn State Sunday afternoon on Jerry Eagley Field at Bill Armstrong Stadium before a crowd of 4,055 fans. The Hoosiers will be making their 37th straight NCAA tournament appearance later this week and 48th overall in 51 years of the varsity program. The Hoosiers have only missed NCAA tournaments in 1973, 75, and 86. Samuel Sarver scored the only goal in the championship game, coming at the 37-38 mark when he rocketed a shot from 20 yards outside the box that went inside the lower right corner past Penn State goalkeeper Chris Shakes as Sarver scored his eighth goal of the season. The Hoosiers beat Michigan 4-3 in the semifinals Wednesday night here in Bloomington. The team played to a 0-0 draw. On the same field on September 26th, the Hoosiers led 3-1 at halftime. Michigan tied it back up at 3-3 and then played with 10 men for the final 15 minutes as Jason Buckner, who scored Michigan's first goal, picked up his second yellow card and was sent off. Maloon Gumbale scored his second goal of the game with three minutes left to send the Hoosiers to their seventh straight Big Ten Tournament Championship match. IU men's basketball kicked off the season with a 69-63 win over Florida Gulf Coast on Tuesday night at Simon Scott Assembly Hall. The Hoosiers are 3-0 in season openers in the Mike Woodson era, and all three wins are against teams with the nickname Eagles. The Hoosiers beat Eastern Michigan two years ago and Moorhead State a season ago. Indiana led 28-26 at halftime and outscored the Eagles 41-37 in the second half. Trey Galloway led the Hoosiers with 16 points. Malik Renew added 15. Xavier Johnson 14. And Khalil Ware posted his first career double-double with 13 points and 12 rebounds. The Hoosiers are back in action Thursday at 7 o'clock against Wright State on the Big Ten Network before heading to the Empire Classic Sunday and next Monday in New York City. Ninth-ranked Indiana women's basketball handled Eastern Illinois 96-43 Thursday night in the season opener in Simon Scott Assembly Hall. The Hoosiers gave head coach Terry Morin her 400th career win in her 21st season as a college basketball head coach. Mackenzie Holmes scored 19 points and moved into third all-time on IU's scoring list, passing Karna Abram, who scored 1,000. 910 points from 1984 to 1987. Holmes sits at 1,916 career points, which is one point behind Denise Jackson, who scored 1,917 points from 1981 to 84. Tyra Buss has the all-time scoring record with 2,364 points from 2014 to 2018. Yarden Garzone had 15 points, 7 rebounds, and 5 assists. Alexis Bargesser had 15 points and 2 buzzer beaters at the end of the first 
in third quarters, and Sarah Scalia added 13 points. The Hoosiers shot 65% from the field and hit eight three-pointers. The Hoosiers host Murray State Friday at 7 o'clock and Lipscomb on Sunday at 2 o'clock. Both games are on Big Ten Network+. Plus. IU football lost a 48-45 overtime thriller Saturday afternoon at Illinois. The loss drops the Hoosiers to 3-7 on the season and 1-6 in the Big Ten. Indiana is officially eliminated from bowl contention for the third straight year and now focuses on its two remaining games with Michigan State on Saturday at noon on the Big Ten Network for the Old Brass Platoon and at Purdue the following Sunday for the Old Oak and Bucket game. Brendan Soresby went 22 for 33 for 289 yards with three touchdowns and an interception as well as 53 yards rushing and two touchdowns on 17 carries. Donovan McCauley had 11 catches for 137 yards and two touchdowns. The Hoosiers led 27 to 12 with 544 left in the second quarter. Illinois scored two touchdowns before halftime as the Illini trailed by one 27-26 with a missed extra point the difference. The Hoosiers trailed in the second half and were able to tie the game 42-42 when Soresby found Dequeese Carter on a 26-yard pass with 28 seconds left. It's trailed by two, and Soresby found E.J. Williams on the two-point conversion to send the game to overtime. Chris Freeman kicked a 41-yard field goal to give the Hoosiers the three-point lead. Illinois scored on their first possession overtime when John Paddock found Isaiah Williams on a 21-yard score as the Illini snap a four-game losing streak to the Hoosiers dating back to 2012. IU women's soccer lost 2 to nothing at number 21 St. Louis Friday night in the first round of the NCAA tournament. The Hoosiers finished the season 12-4-4 under head coach Erwin Van Benekom and their first NCAA appearance since 2013 and their fifth overall. The Hoosiers graduate Zoe Tiger, Anna Bennett, Sophia Black, and Paige Weber. Indiana will return Big Ten Goalkeeper of the Year Jamie Gersenberg, along with all Big Ten freshman Piper Cofield next season, and the Hoosiers have a lot to look forward to after a memorable 2023 season. High school sports time. Let's check the local high school sport word. In the, the Class 5A Regional Football Championship, Bloomington South beats Evansville North 42-21. The Panthers 11-1, 12th regional title and first since 2019. They will face Decatur Central Friday at 7 at Decatur Central. The Hawks are 10-2. They beat Whiteland 41-7 for their second regional title and their first since 2018. In girls basketball, Bloomington South 61-21 over Edgewood. Bedford North Lawrence 62-25 over Bloomington North. Northview 41-35 over Bloomington South. Lighthouse Christian 48-21 over Duggar Union. Edgewood 57-40 over South Putnam. Clay City 59-33 over Lighthouse Christian. Bloomington North 74-45 over Brown County. Linton 50-23 over Edgewood. And in girls swimming, Bloomington North wins 98-87 over Columbus East. As they look at our high school scoreboard, we come back. We'll talk with Midwest Mini Sprint Car Association driver and Bedford native Cole Wright. This is Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. 
Are you spending more time at home these days? If so, then you'll want to consider having your carpets professionally cleaned. Brothers Carpet Cleaning has been the region's premier cleaner for nearly a decade. Their truck-mounted systems are the most effective to remove bacteria, allergens, and pet dander. Brothers Carpet Cleaning will professionally clean your carpet, tile, upholstery, and wood. When it has to be clean, call Brothers Carpet Cleaning. Online at CarpetCleaningBrothers.com. Are you concerned about your life insurance coverage during these uncertain times in history? I'm Adam Beasley with American Senior Benefits right here in Bloomington, and we can help you find the best coverage for you and your family. We work for you to find the best plan out of more than 150 companies. We can compare your existing coverage or start a brand new plan. From newborn to 89 years old, from term to permanent, we'll find what's best for you. Call us at American Senior Benefits, 812-631-2305. Hi, this is Matthew Mounts with Rival Showdown Pro Wrestling, and I listen to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. Welcome back to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. It is time to welcome in my guest. He drives the number 29 Sprint Car Midwest Mini Sprint Car Association driver. Bedford's own Cole Wright is my guest. Cole, it is a pleasure to have you. Thanks for taking the time to join me. Thanks for having me, Nick. It's great to see you, buddy. Great to see you as well. So you finished your first season as a Midwest Mini Sprint car driver. You had a great season. You finished top 20 for a rookie. Were you surprised that you did as well as you did in your first season? Kind of, yeah. My goal was top 20 all year. That was top top 20 in points all year was my goal. I had that mindset all year, all season, and I I just never really looked back at it. I never let anything get to me at all. It It took a lot. It took a lot for me to get through 11 races. I did 11 races this year to try and figure out how I can get the car faster and what I could do to be more consistent off the track and on the track every single night I was out. So 11 races this season, what was your best finish? Uh, That would be ninth twice. And you were racing all over Indiana. Where were you racing at? So I raced at Bloomington, Paragon, Putnamville. Let's see here where else we race. We race at Illinois. We race, oh, Tri-State, which is down in towards Hobstadt, about 10 minutes from Evansville. We race there as well. You actually race there nine times out of the year because it was the head of another series that's gone now. But we also, I also raced in part, I also raced in Illinois once at Wayne County Speedway. I did that track one time. That was actually the only other time I left, I went out of Indiana was for Wayne County. And that was my only non-wing race of the season. I had bad luck that night for starting out the gate. I missed hot laps. Started eighth in that heat. Got up to sixth and then had to go to B main. So I started near dead last in the B main and went went from near dead last to all the way up to the front. Won the B main and started 17th in the feature and finished ninth that night. And obviously, you know, people that aren't familiar with dirt track racing, there's a lot of there's a lot that goes into it, especially during race nights where you've got hot laps, the B main, A main feature. I mean, so explain what a typical night of racing is like. So your typical night you'll have your you'll have your driver, you'll have your pill draw, 
where you're going to be and what group session you'll be in. And then you'll have your driver's meeting. And after that, they'll just say the whole entire rules. You go out for your hot laps, depending on where you practice, where you place in hot laps. That's where you'll start in your heat race. And depending on if you win your heat race or not, it could start you in the first two to three rows of your feature. But if you don't make a top four, top five in your heat, you're looking at going into a B main. And then you got to either win your way out of the B main or finish in the top four in the B main. And that is probably no easy task. You've got to battle your way through it just to get back to, to the main feature. Yes, that's correct. And do the drivers, do the guys that automatically make the feature, they don't have to go into the B main, right? So they get yeah. some rest time. They get rest time for it. So that's a that's a major advantage for them. Yeah, that's a big advantage. It, it makes your night way easier when you don't have to worry about oh, I got to try and do this now to make my car go faster because so I can make it into the show without having to worry about other people at that point. Well, I know that you had a love of racing since you were just a little kid. Let's go back and kind of talk about your love of racing and then how you finally got into it competing in your rookie season. So I've been going to dirt tracks literally ever since I was an infant. My dad and my mom started taking me. So you, I could kind of, I could kind of blame them for that. I can blame my dad mainly for that because he's, he's always me and him always went to racetracks growing up. I've, I've even seen NASCAR stars, guys that are in NASCAR now that you would never think you ever you would see those guys go up to that level. I've seen guys from Justin Allgaier, Scott Speed, uh, Kyle Larson. I mean, just to name a few. Uh, I've even seen David Reagan. I've seen a lot of guys just from going to. Salem Speedway during ARCA races and watch them go from racing ARCA to racing NASCAR. I've been all over the place in Indiana. I've been to every single dirt track I've named just growing up. Brownstown was my first one. That was my first dirt track. I've ever, well, Bloomington was my first track I've ever went to. Brownstown was the second. I have more love for Brownstown than I did for Bloomington. I've been to a lot of dirt tracks growing up and still going to different dirt tracks growing up right now. Never really ends. You haven't raced at Brownstown yet, have you? Oh, no. We had a scheduled race there. I, I took that weekend off. So if you ever got to race at Brownstown, what would that mean to you, since that's kind of the, your favorite track? I, I'm assuming that Bloomington's right up there with it, too. It would be. Brownstown would feel a little bit more closer to home for me. I have more of a connection with that track versus Bloomington. I mean, I like Bloomington, but... I love Brownstown just a lot more than just a little bit more than Bloomington right now. Of course, they don't have a curfew either. So that's another reason why I like that track. That's another story. But what is the track for you that you like the most? And what is the one that is that you just were like, man, if we don't have to go back, I don't want to go back. If I could pick a track to go back to, ooh, I'd have to say. Circle City up in Indianapolis. That's the actually another dirt track we go to and run at. Uh, I'd actually pick that one, or Wayne County would be another track I'd pick to go to. If I had to pick a track I wouldn't go to, probably Tri-State. Every driver hates that track. It's a love-hate relationship for that track. It's so hard to set up your car for a track that's like Martinsville Speedway and NASCAR, where it's long straightaways, sharp hairpin turns. If your car's not going forward in your hot laps and your heat race, then you're you're in for a rough night, and it's not a fun night. 
Not to mention that it's right off the interstate. It's off US 41, so I'm sure with the cars right off the highway and all that, there's probably a lot of distractions with that track, I assume. The way that track is built, it's almost built like into the ground, and they've got it surrounded by white walls. That's all you see is white walls when you get there. But the stand, it's, it's the fans that, it's the fans that kind of get you a little bit routed up for it. I mean, the fan side in Dirt Track Nation, it's more unique. The fans are, they're probably the best fans you can get in outdoor racing and dirt racing. I mean, they're, they're up there. I mean, you can't really beat it. I mean, no, I know NASCAR is good, but dirt track seems to be the more popular racing sport right now, in my opinion. Of course, in, in NASCAR, you know, we've had several Indiana guys, Tony Stewart, Ryan Newman, Jeff Gordon, and, and one right now that's up there is uh, Lawrence County's own Mitchell's Chase Briscoe. How cool is that to see him competing at the highest level in motorsports? And he's right from the same hometown as you. It's pretty awesome to see Chase get as high up as he is now with Tony. Working with Tony at Stewart Haas Racing, which they have a really great program. They're still trying to work out the kinks in the new cars. Chase started in the same division. I mean, he started racing. He raced mini sprints first. And he went from mini sprints to sprint cars and then raced anything else. And now he's he worked his way up from ARCA. I watched him win in ARCA. He raced in that. He raced in the Bush Series. He's NASCAR Bush Series. And now he's in he – actually, he even raced the trucks. So he raced trucks, Bush Series, and now he's in the NASCAR Cup Series. I mean, he's he's done quite a bit to, to get where he's at now and – I'm glad that everybody's getting to see him succeed, especially coming from a small town like Mitchell. Must be a lot of pride when you see his stats pop up and you see his hometown of Mitchell, Indiana. I think there's no better feeling when you see people you either grew up with or you followed forever. You get to just see them on that big stage, and I'm sure all Lawrence County is proud of him. Oh, for sure. It's hard not to follow the guy. I mean, he's a he's a down to earth guy, I and mean, he's got a really great family. Kevin, Kevin's a really good dad to him. I've met Kevin a couple times. I've met Chase a few times as well. I mean, usually when me and Chase interact with each other, it's like we never missed a heartbeat. We usually try to catch up as much as we can. I mean, but he's so busy now with with Stuart Haas that the only time I get to see him is now is when he is when he's running something on dirt, but. It's ne- it's it's never a dull moment whenever I get to meet him. Yeah, I'm sure that's a lot of fun. We're going to take a quick break, and we come back more with Cole Wright after this timeout. This is Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. I'm injury attorney Matt Lloyd. With an injury claim, don't leave cash on the table by not realizing all the Indiana laws that can help you. The insurance company won't tell you about them. But call me for a free consultation to learn all the important steps to get the best settlement. Call or text 812-333-MAT or go online to myinjurycase.com. Let's join forces and fight for a settlement that makes sense for you. 812-333-MAT. This is Danny with Weathervane Insurance Solutions. Not only is it especially important for our economy to support local businesses these days, but as your local independent insurance agency, Weathervane Insurance can shop you around with dozens of carriers to ensure you receive the most competitive price and, of course, the best customer service. Find us on the web at weathervaneonline.com. That's weathervaneonline.com. 
Bloomington.com. Hey, this is Bloomington's own Emily Eamon from the Big Ten Network, and I listen to Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. Welcome back to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. My guest, Cole Wright, number 29, Midwest mini sprint driver. Cole, of course, we were talking about Chase Briscoe and his, you know, success on the dirt tracks. It seems like all these guys in motorsports, whether it's NASCAR, IndyCar, you name it, they've all, they all hone their skills on the dirt tracks. What ultimately for you is your goal going forward? Do you want to move up to one of those levels? That's hard to say. I mean, NASCAR would be a pretty big step forward. That's that would be like a lifelong dream for me. The next step for me in dirt would be probably probably sprint cars. That's where Steve Steve Kinsler made his mark, and Steve just never went back. He did dirt racing. He did IndyCar. He did he even did NASCAR for a short time. But Steve made his mark on the on the Hall of Fame of dirt and his sprint car racing. And his son, Craig, did fairly well for his career, and he's still going. I mean, I, I, I would actually wouldn't mind just sticking around dirt. That's been my lifelong dream. I mean, if a NASCAR opportunity comes around or an ARCA series comes around, that'd be just as fine, too. You mentioned the Kinzer family. Of course, they're the first family of racing around here. I mean, Steve, a Hall of Famer, of course, you know, you've, you've mentioned his son and, and – all the other members of the uh, Kinzer family, who were the guys that you kind of grew up watching or idolizing that you wanted to be like? I would have to say probably Tony. Tony Stewart would probably have to be my guy. I mean, I grew up watching Tony. Tony and Jeff both kind of started the same route, only Jeff didn't do IndyCar. Tony was the only one that did IndyCar. He could drive anything on dirt, and he he pretty much proven that. I mean, heck, he's even won an NHRA. He's the only NASCAR driver that's ever won an NHRA. But I mean, if I had Tony, would probably be the one I'd pick to idolize. I've, he's he's been my idol for ever since I was just a little kid. I mean, heck, I got a picture me and my dad. I I was wearing a little Bobby Labonte shirt, and I went from liking Bobby Labonte to really being a big fan of Tony. And I've never went off of that. So I've met I've seen Tony a couple times when I was a kid. He raced at Brownstown running late models. Only the times I've seen him, they weren't good times. He was kind of in a bad mood. I don't know. Some some people like to get him riled up to get him in a bad mood, but it's unfortunate. But I still look up to him regardless of how he is. But he's got he, – he was just good on the dirt. and He was good racing dirt, and he was good racing NASCAR. I mean, anything you put him in, he was good in it. I still idolize him to this day and always will be. Definitely one of the all-time greats of motorsports, that's for sure. You know, you've mentioned your mom and dad, of course. Being able to get into all this stuff, obviously, it, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of sponsorship, takes a lot of funds, takes a lot of family support. So how much does it mean to you to have all your your family, your friends, obviously sponsors, people supporting you? It means a lot to me. My family's been the big, been the big role in it. They don't know every technical wise on the car. So they just try to help out as much as they can with making posts and trying to get people's attentions. And which it's, it's actually kind of grown. A lot of people have started paying attention, more and more attention to me now. But I mean, if it wasn't for them and it wasn't for my, 
my friends and everybody else, I probably wouldn't be where I'm at today without them. Sponsorship-wise, I'm still looking for sponsors. I got two on board past couple of days. Rich Henry at Extreme Structures and then Brad Turner at Pure Max Racing Wall. But I'm still looking for more sponsors this season for 2024. So going into the 2024 season, what have you learned from this season that maybe you're going to take into 2024 and, and do a little different or something you're looking to improve on? Well, definitely not going to miss hot laps. <laughs> I, I can't stand missing hot laps. Probably just be more consistent. Be way more consistent. I get better and better each time I go out, no matter what track it is, because seat time is everything and making more laps just gets you better prepared for what's to come and really honestly being more consistent and never really giving up. Just try to learn. You want to learn each and every time you go to a track. You never want to stop learning. The more you learn, the better you're going to be. So what is the one thing now that we're kind of in your off season, I guess, what do you do now to stay ready or prepare for next season? Well, work out for one. Got to do that. Got to stay in shape for that. I'm not working, working out. I'm working on the car, tearing it down, completely getting it stripped so I can get it powder coated and make sure the motor's all good for next season, buy new parts, put the car all back together, and then... In a short time, in five months, we're back on the road and running on a dirt track. Well, that that sounds good. We've only got about a minute or two. Is there anything else that you want to add, or do you know your schedule for next year? So there's uh, three series I'll be looking at running this year. Of course, the MMSA series will have a uh, partnership role with the uh, new Midwest Thunder 410 Sprint Car Series here in the state of Indiana. Other than that, we'll have also the Great Lakes Lightning Sprint Series up in Michigan. They run Michigan-Illinois tracks, and I'm also looking at the USAC D2 midget schedule, where that's my non-wing opportunity. That'll be that's my schedule for right now. We'll uh, when I get all the schedules finalized for all the three of those series, I'll make my determinations there, and I'll have something put together for it. But I'm really looking forward to 2024. I think I think big things are coming. It's just just got to be consistent every time. Every time I got to be consistent. Well, Cole, I want to congratulate you on your success for this year. Obviously, you know, being a rookie, it's a learning curve, and you, you did really well, and you made everybody proud with top 20 and points. Congratulations on all your success. We look forward to seeing what you're going to do on the dirt in 2024. And, and again, I thank you for the time, and I appreciate it, and we'll do this again soon and see how things are going. Sounds good, Dick. Thank you for having me on your show. I appreciate it, man. I've been looking forward to this for a while. My thanks to Cole Wright for being my guest this week in IU Sports Thursday. Women and men swimming at the Ohio State Invitational. The NCAA men's soccer tournament gets underway with the first round. Men's basketball hosts Wright State 7 o'clock on the Big Ten Network. Friday, women and men swimming at the Ohio State Invitational. Volleyball hosts Maryland, 6 o'clock on BTN+. Women's basketball hosts Murray State, 7 o'clock on BTN+. Saturday, women and men swimming at the Ohio State Invitational. Football hosts Michigan State, noon on the Big Ten Network. Sunday, wrestling at the Keystone Classic in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The second round of the NCAA men's soccer tournament. Gets underway. Men's basketball against Connecticut in New York City, 1 o'clock on ESPN. Volleyball hosts Wisconsin, 1 o'clock on BTN+. Women's basketball hosts Lipscomb, 2 p.m. on BTN+. 
Monday men's basketball will play Texas or Louisville in New York City, and the game will be either 4.30 or 7, depending on Sunday's results on ESPNU. Thank you for joining us this evening. Thanks to our sponsors. On behalf of the entire team here at the South Central Indiana News Network, my name is Nick Jenkinson. Join us throughout the week on social media and Monday nights right here for more Talking Sports. was a production of the South Central Indiana News Network.